0: Song "Stacy's Mom." I think that's where I want to start. Everybody's familiar with it, but I want to make sure you know what I'm talking about when I say "Stacy's Mom," right?
1: The lady that has it going on.
0: Yeah, she got it going on. Um, okay. uh, it's, yeah, it's not familiar. It's by the band Fountains of Wayne, which I want to make sure everybody realizes is a real place. Fountains of Wayne is a fountain, like a bird bath and sculpture shop in New Jersey. Uh, they go there in The Sopranos. It's actually featured. I, uh, I I just want to make sure everybody knows that. But Ben, did you know that there is a movie based on the song? And oh, hear me out. They never got the rights to the song, so they can't <laughs> play it. <laughs> 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 yes it is as stupid as it sounds were you familiar with this though uh prior to me telling you about it i guess that's my question
1: <laughs> no i i had never heard of it until the other day when you sent me a voice message on facebook about it
0: yes it was it was kind of out of this world because uh what you you called me at it was what three thirty a.m my time and you were like yeah. rob what the fuck are you doing up and i'm like ben i'm watching stacy's mom on tubi it has ads but i love it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right yeah it wasn't a facebook message i I woke up at five thirty my time and I couldn't go back to sleep. And you had, you sent me a snap like right at the same time. And I was like, "What the fuck are you like? Why are you up so early?" And then I realized you were up that late. And... Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. That's the operative word. Uh, what's early? What's late? That type of thing. But no. Um. So back in two thousand ten, when I first went to Robert Morris, uh, my undergrad, um, my roommate and I and our friends, you know, it was it was uh, me. My roommate, uh, Mike Frazier, shout out to Mike Frazier if he's listening to this. I haven't talked to him in so long, which I probably should talk to him. There's a whole story about Mike Frazier that I won't get into right now. But like LaShawn, that's when I met LaShawn. Uh, That's when I met like Jesse. Uh, Jesse Yu, I won't say his last name. He's a a really terrible person. Um, Who knows who's listening? But we loved really obscure... Netflix raunchy comedies. Like, we watched um, uh, Killing." That's how I found out about Killing." We watched shit like, you know, American Pie Presents The Naked Mile and stuff like that. We watched, like, Who's Your Daddy and Cougar House and stuff like that. Like, if it was cheaply made and involved naked women, we were all about it. And we found Stacy's mom. We were like, well, it's Stacy's mom. Everybody knows the song. It has to be good. It has to have, like, nudity, that type of thing. Turns out it really isn't in the same vein as the other movies I've described. Stacy's mom, just to give a a brief rundown for anybody who might want to turn off the recording for fear of being chased by Chris Hansen, uh, it is about seventh graders who are pining after an adult woman, Stacy's mom. And Ben... It's offensive. It's problematic. It's downright filthy at times. Like it is uncomfortable to watch seventh graders. And they say in the movie, of course the actors are not seven years, you know, have seventh graders, but they say in the movie that these characters are supposed to be 12 going on 13. And they're watching porn. They're masturbating. They're looking at naked women. Oh my god, it is disgusting. But here's the thing, man. I couldn't stop laughing while watching this movie. And so we found this back in 2010. And for years, I've always been like, where is this movie? You know, when I, when I do my, my usual thing of going on to, uh, you know, maybe not the, uh, the most legal websites to download movies, I, I look up Stacy's mom. Everybody wants to fucking pirate the music video. Nobody wants to seed the movie. And I was like, who fucking wants to download a music video? Go to YouTube. You know, go to YouTube and do YouTube to mp3.com or whatever the hell it is. You can get the movie there. Or, or, sorry, the music video there. It took me literally 12 years to find this movie. It is streaming on Tubi with ads. Let me take a quick side tangent into Tubi, Ben. Holy shit. Tubi is a goldmine of lost early 2000s media. I don't know, Ben. Uh, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I loved back in the day early 2000s E! exclamation point entertainment. Do you know how much I love Girls Next Door, the Hugh Hefner Playboy show? Do you know how much I love Bad Girls Club, where one of the seasons starts with Annie Anderson coming into frame, and she goes, I'm in the house, (gasps) shoes, and she is just blown away because there's shoes in the house. Dude, I love this stuff. And Tubi has blown my mind because I haven't seen it in 12 years, maybe longer, 20 years. What am I saying yet? Yeah, it's 2022 now, and I was watching this back in early 2000s, like around nine eleven. Dude, I am a glutton for punishment when it comes to these shows. Any comment, Ben? I don't know if you just want to let me d- keep digging my own grave or if you have anything to say. <laughs> um,
1: I did not know that you liked these these things. Uh I can't say that I ever did, but I also can't say that I ever watched them it's long enough long enough to find out. Oh,
0: fair, fair. Ben is like, so, uh, yeah, Rob, keep digging your own grave. So, I want to relate to our cinema audience, um, and Ben, and and Ben is really kind of, a, you know, he's been primed with this. When he called me at three thirty a.m. that morning, I I swear I must have had an aneurysm. I was like, Ben, this is a seventh grade health classroom, and there's a sign that says warning sexual harassment in this space will not be reported. It will be graded. (laughs) That's, that's the level that we're working on with Stacy's mom. So I figured very much like, um, womb Raider, I would give Ben and our cinema audience a play by play of this movie. And I really do recommend if, if you are into the weird Rob comedy that he likes to talk about, if you're just in for a good 80 minutes of offensive nonsense, Get a free account on Tubi and watch Stacy's mom. I really cannot recommend it. But Ben, here we go. I'm gonna try and do my best to give you a breakdown, like I said, a la womb Raider, um and and talk about it. Okay, so here's the thing. Of course it starts like you expect. Cold open, little kid, uh, I believe the main character's kid, his the main character kid, his name is Tommy. Um it starts with him, you know, he's mowing a lawn and Stacy's mom comes out who we don't know until the end of the movie, is named Roberta. They literally call her Stacy's mom for the entire time, Um, but played by Brittany Powell. Um, She comes out in nothing. Like, she's literally in a... Like a, a... What do you call it? Like a towel, you know? But it's the skimpiest fucking towel you've ever seen. And it's like, who comes out into the real world with nothing but their titties popping out of a towel? She does. And the kid is all about her. And, you know, there's this whole gag where his the lawnmower stalls and he starts it back up, that type of thing. And it blows a bunch of like grass shards in his face and that type of thing. And and the movie starts with him saying, at this point, I wondered, are women really worth it? And I was like, Dude, you are twelve. What are you talking about? Like, you have at least seven years to get to the point of "Are women worth it"? At this point, you should be saying, "Yeah, women are the only thing that's worth it." Because I either go to school or masturbate. You know what I'm saying, Ben?
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really weird thing for a twelve year old to think. Oh, oh, that's yes. more like. Uh, Twenty three heartbroken incel territory.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so that's the cold open. And and of course, you know, we get a great opening credit scene. They do the um they do like the American pie. They do um the uh the like old school raunchy thing of like um, you know, chalkboard lettering, that type of thing for their opening montage. Which is I have no problem with. It's it's fine. But okay. Then at the start of this movie, the true start of this movie. We go back five months. So it is actually a jump back in time where we're going to learn how, you know, Tommy and his friends meet Stacy, meet Stacy's mom, XYZ, whatever. But here's the thing. The beginning of this movie, you get introduced to Tommy. Tommy's the main kid, and he's saying things to, um, you know, his, his mom. His mom is off screen for most of the time. It's, it's actually kind of weird that this movie um, – if there is a woman in this movie, they are either sexualized or off screen. So it's a very, very problematic movie in that way. But don't worry, Ben. I'm going to even get more problematic. In this opening sequence, we get some voiceover from Tommy who introduces us, the, the, the viewer, to his Uncle Dick. Uncle Richard, but they call him Uncle Dick, of course. Okay. Uncle Dick just got divorced. And in his divorce, he is losing his mind with uh, fitness. So he's become a fitness freak. Because he lost his wife, which is which is regular. This is something we see mm-hmm. in movies, of course. It introduces Uncle Dick not only in the sense of what I just said and him, you know, pumping weights and doing like in his house, like doing dumbbell lifts and that type of thing. But as we are watching Uncle Dick, he looks out his window, his house's window, and he sees an obese person. And when he sees this obese person, his choice is to leave his house to confront this man. This man, oh this this obese man is only in the movie for this scene. This is literally 7 minutes into the movie, probably less, maybe 4 minutes. His choice when he sees this obese man is to leave his house. And when Uncle Dick leaves his house, he is carrying a cheeseburger on a pitchfork, and the cheeseburger <laughs> is on fire. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Ben, ben is, is just as confused as anybody else. I, 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 once again, I recommend everybody go see this movie. I'm, I'm not going to do justice talking about it. But Uncle Dick has a cheeseburger on fire on a pitchfork that he goes out and shows to these, oh, this obese man. And the obese man starts to cry. He's going, why are you hurting this cheeseburger? And, and Uncle Dick is like, yeah, you want it, fatty. You want it, don't you? But you can't have it because it's on fire. And he's like, why are you hurting this poor cheeseburger? I am not kidding you, Ben. There is at least two minutes of a fat man crying over somebody else burning a cheeseburger. And guess what? When the guy, the obese man, is crying so much... Uncle Dick, that's his character name. I keep calling him Uncle Dick, but that's his character name. When he's like, okay, stop it. Stop it. You're causing a scene. You're causing a scene. I'm going to blow the cheeseburger out. He stops the fire on the cheeseburger. The obese man goes, ha ha, gotcha. Snatches the cheeseburger and eats it in one bite. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. This is how the movie starts, man.
2: <laughs> that's, that's weird.
1: My Uncle Dick was in town. He had been for six months after losing his job. He decided to become a health activist. You know, he stays healthy, but I think he's a bit too hard on himself sometimes. Look at you, you fat, disgusting son of a Oh
2: no! I bet it hurts the watch, doesn't it?
1: No, <laughs> uh, no, please, I'll do anything. Why, why are you hurting it? Anything, huh? Oh, that's a pretty heavy responsibility there, big boy. I'll bet if you could, you would jump at the chance to save it, wouldn't you? Uh-huh, uh, you're a monster. Uh, I can't believe you. What did I ever do, do? Samu, calm down. Kill, kill. Easy, Jesus! Fulvia! Ha Fuck it, pussy. It is so
0: fucking write. strange. And Uncle Dick is like, oh, fat man, you got me. You stole my cheeseburger. And that's, that's it. That's the end of the scene. That, why does that he literally, had a cheeseburger and a pitchfork? I have no idea, man. Okay. I have no fucking idea. You know why? Because the script told them to. And guess uh. what? The script is the enemy in this movie. <laughs> 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 so I just wanted to relate that because that's how the movie starts. It never matters again. But okay, I, I had to highlight that in, in great detail, detail like I did because it is so weird that when I started this, you know, the other night, when, when Ben, you know, got the Snapchats and that type of thing, I hadn't seen this movie in like 20 years and I it took me so long to to find it again. And when I found it, I was just awestruck that this happened in the movie. And I totally forgot about it, but okay. Though, of course, let's get into the movie. The premise. Like I said, you got Tommy. You got his friends. Um, uh, you got Roland. Um, you got Juan. Uh, so, so Roland is, um, you know, I, I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, but of course the movie wants to present as such. He's the, he's the black kid. We have the token black kid, unfortunately. Um, there's actually a really good joke running through the movie. Roland is going through puberty early so every time he wakes up he has a full beard and that is actually a good joke like there's a a 12 year old that every single time he wakes up he has a full fucking beard and he has to shave it and his brother is like there's even a joke where he wakes up and he's in the bathroom and he has a full beard and his like his voice has dropped type of thing and he's like in the bathroom and his brother is like you know let me go in i need to use the bathroom and he's like oh he's like give me a second i just have a full beard you know that type of thing and the brother goes who the fuck's in there are you molesting my brother that type of thing and he's like no it's me and it, it cuts to him like busting into the bathroom and the kid's like no man I'm, i don't know what i'm doing like my balls drop it's actually kind of funny and
1: <sighs> huh? oh, oh man hey yo bro. yo you in there Hurry up, man. I'm squeezing my cheeks out here. Just a minute. Yo, who the fuck is this? Randall, it's me. Hey, yo, hey, listen, dog. Look, take whatever you want. Just keep your fucking hands off my little bro. Randall, it's me. It's your brother. Yo, don't talk to me like you know me. You don't know me. Get the fuck out of my bathroom. <sighs> man, just get in here. Oh, are you damn right? I'm coming up in there. <laughs> yo, Ro, you alright, man? You alright? Where'd he go? Randall, it's just me. Oh, what the fuck? Look, man, I'm just as confused as you are. I don't know what the hell's happening around here. Well, at least now you got a reason to ask pots for a razor. Man, that's the least of my problems. God
0: damn. And, and so I have to give some props to this movie. I give it three stars on Letterboxd, which people are angry about. Because if you, I am one of only like six people on Letterboxd that gave this higher than half a star. Um, more about that later. More about that later, but you so you got tommy he's the main kid, you got Roland the black kid you got um I think it's Mikey he's like the um the chubby kid um and then you got Juan who's the poor kid they all have the uh the you know the tropes the uh the the styles i guess of of the four friends, you know what I'm saying, so they all are together, and they're horny as hell, and this is not inherently bad I mean. Even though I feel bad or filthy, filthy is the right way to say it, because I'm watching like a bunch of 12-year-old kids be really horny, I think, Ben, you can agree, this is not like unreal. I remember being 12, I remember being in middle school, I was horny as shit, I didn't want to care about learning, I wanted to fuck everything I could. Like, puberty was starting, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely real normal, Uh, but like you said, filthy to watch as an adult.
0: Yeah, it, it, it comes across as like, oh, as an adult, you know, it's like, yeah, this is realistic, but I don't want to see it, you know, that type of thing. Uh, right. But guess what? I did. I did. I sat through it, um, it, and it's fucking hilarious. So these kids are horny as hell. Um, they, they, there's a barbecue. Like, uh, Tommy's parents have a barbecue. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. Tommy's dad. Is I I don't know who he's played by. No, okay. All the other thing. Nobody in this movie is famous. Well, one person is, which we'll get to. Uh, the health teacher. But nobody in this movie seems to have any knowledge of what a film is. Uh, if, if, if that might put it so bluntly. But Tommy's dad, his character is he just plays Atari all day. Tommy's father, he sits around on the couch. This like forty year old man. He sits around on the couch with an open Hawaiian button-down shirt. Like, he has a Hawaiian shirt on, but it's unbuttoned, so you can see his fat man titties and guts, you know, all laying out there. And he just plays Atari all day. Here's the thing. One of the first scenes, the first scene when we see Tommy's dad, Tommy goes to him and says, he's like, hey, dad, you know, how's it going? That type of thing. His dad's ignoring. He's playing Atari, that type of stuff. And Tommy goes like, well, I kind of want to go to the mall. I kind of want to, like, hang out with my friends. Um, can you pay me that $10 you owe me? Fair. We're, we're all on the same page. This is, this is just storytelling right now. Tommy's like, dad, you owe me $10. I did those chores. Give me those $10. What are you talking about $5? What are you going to do with $2? I'm sorry, but I had to make that joke. (laughs) He doesn't say that. But what he does say, Tommy's dad pauses his Atari and goes, ah, well, I don't have your $10. I'm kind of in debt to the man. And you go, wait, what? Like, is his dad a gambling addict? Is his dad, like, you know, in financial trouble? Cut to a almost family guy level joke according to the lore of this movie a 40 year old man is in debt to a 10 year old girl who is selling lemonade there is what? there is literally a scene where in this flashback you get a shot of this 40 year old guy talking to a 10 year old girl you know in with the confines of a lemonade stand and the girl is going bitch You motherfucker, give me my money. These lemons ain't free. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll have it next week. You can't buy lemons on credit, you son of a bitch. It is the weirdest fucking thing. And it's never brought up again. I've got some more important issues
1: to deal with.
2: Where's my cash, motherfucker?
1: I'm gonna need a, a payment plan or, or, or something, or it's gonna it's gonna take time. All right, I'm working on payment it. Payment plan? Do I look like a Wells Fargo to you, motherfucker? Do you see an ATM machine sitting next to my fucking picture? I need my money. These lemons ain't free, bitch. <sighs> so, you can um, sort of understand my situation, my son. Okay, cut the
0: bullshit. We'll talk about it later, right? Okay. It is literally established that this 40-year-old man has purchased so much lemonade from a 10-year-old's lemonade stand that he is in debt to her. I am not fucking kidding you, Ben. I am not fucking kidding you. Thoughts. Reactions. (laughs) That's kind of hilarious.
1: It is so fucking funny. (laughs) This movie is fucking hilarious.
0: (laughs) And... It cuts back to him with his kid on the couch, and he's like, yeah, I, I actually I can't give you your $10 because, uh, because I, I, I might get my knees broken. He's like, I might get my knees capped, that type of thing. And I'm like, holy fuck. I am 10 minutes into a 90-minute, sorry, 80-minute movie. What am I doing with my life right now? Like, this movie comes at you so fast, it's almost unbelievable. <laughs>
1: I just—I kind of want an entire movie about this lemonade stand.
0: Dude, um, I, I wish she came back. I was hoping she was going to come back, but it— she never does. And it is hilarious because this little girl is cursing at him. The way it's shot also, because it's a 40-year-old man versus a 10-year-old girl, they shoot it to make the man look impossibly shorter than the stand. Like, it is, it is so fucking weird. Oh, oh, my God. But, okay, so Tommy... That's our instruction to Tommy's dad. Tommy's dad can't give him his $10, so that type of thing. And he says something like, you know, oh, go mow the neighbor's lawns and that type of thing, which comes up later because Tommy starts doing that, like I said, in the cold open. Whatever. Okay. Movie keeps going. We get all the introductions of the friends that I mentioned. Uh, you know, we get like uh, X, Y, and Z. Like, uh, like I said, Roland is is uh, going through puberty early. He's horny as hell. Uh, the chubby kid is horny as hell. Juan is horny as hell, but he's poor and short and skinny. And uh, Tommy's feeling the same way. They all kind of get together at a barbecue. It's, a, it's an end-of-the-summer barbecue, which is kind of like the first big set piece of the movie. And at this barbecue, um, Tommy's parents invite their new neighbors. And, of course, as you might expect, their new neighbors are Stacy and Stacy's mom. And so they all meet Stacy. I am sorry, but Stacy, whoever she is, I think it's like Harley kind. I didn't write it down. I don't have it pulled up right now. She sucks. She is such a bad actress. I'm so sorry for this 10-year-old girl or however old she is. She is so bad. She's so stale. It's painful to watch her act. Hey, kids, I had to make the correction. Her name is Haley Fight, who plays the, the Stacy in this movie. After re-watching this a few more times, while, yes, she does come off as stale and wooden and um, a not-great actress, I think it... I want to reiterate that I think it really works for this movie. And, um, Haley, if you're out there, uh, I know you do a lot of more makeup stuff now and things like that. If you ever want to be on the podcast, please hit us up, Cinemodities at gmail.com. You also got an August birthday that we love us some August birthdays, that type of thing. <laughs> Haley Fight, you're great. I'm sorry uh, for what I said in this episode. Uh, you're Uh You're better than what I thought. Thank you. But it kind of works in the essence of the movie. It kind of works because our four main kids, they see Stacy and they go, wow, she's hot. She's beautiful, you know, which makes sense. Middle school kids going over middle school girls, uh, pining over middle school girls. Totally fine with that. But they drop her almost immediately when her mom shows up, the titular Stacy's mom. And oh, boy played by britney powell who's not in a lot of stuff if anybody knows her i mean she's done some tv spots and stuff like that but they all start falling head over heels for her and that's what the kind of movie becomes you know there's 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 a big chunk of the movie where you know it's just the kids these seven-year-old kids i'm sorry seventh grade kids you know pining over this adult woman and once again ben I, I hope you are agreeing with me. There's nothing wrong with this. We've been there, man. Like, I remember being young and and, and a, an idiot and just wanting, you know, nothing more than to have sex with things. And, you know, you you fall in love with things. It, it's maybe the best way to put it is this way. We've talked about interstellar. The imperative question of interstellar is can love transcend space and time? And, Ben, you and I go, well, of course it can. That's a stupid question because people fall in love with women on Twitter or Twitch because they show their tits. This is the same thing. When we're in seventh grade, when we're in middle school, we see somebody, we see a woman with big tits. We fall in love with that shit. It's normal, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. At that age, hormones are running crazy. Exactly. So
0: nothing wrong with this. Here's the problem. The way that this movie starts to divulge into dealing with this horniness. Um, so, something I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned. Everything that I've already talked about takes place on the first few days prior Um, to them starting seventh grade so there's a lot of talk about the four friends saying it's like oh you know we're running out of summer that type of thing it's very much like kingdom hearts 2 if anybody remembers the beginning of kingdom hearts 2 you play through like the last days of summer break that's what this movie starts as and you know they're saying it's like oh man our summer's gone and that type of stuff right right before school starts they meet stacy they meet stacy's mom and they're they kind of have this sexual awakening but then school starts I'm going to put the clip in, but I hope I'm going to do it justice. We get a montage of the first day of school and and sure there they have the perfunctory jokes like history class history class is taught by a really old guy and and the joke is that you know in this segment that like the old guy comes in and he has a walker and he's walking really slow and ben i think you know what i'm going to say that as soon as this scene starts as soon as you see an old guy with a walker on left you know stage left and and he's kind of like slowly walking to the chair the bell's gonna ring and he's and he's gonna be like oh class is over you know that's exactly what happens it's a bad joke it's a common joke but it's a bad joke
1: hello (laughs) class To American (laughs) history today. Remember tomorrow.
0: But here's the other thing. They talk to, like, the science teacher. The science teacher is really monotone, and he's saying things like, we are going to dissect a lot of animals in this class, and I just want to say, if you cut your finger off, please bring it to me so I can store it in formaldehyde before you go to the nurse. And I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. That's a little kind of, you know, crazy, but it kind of makes sense. It's like common tropes of, like, teachers and that type of thing. But then we get to home ec we get to home economics, we get a teacher played by Joey Diaz, if anybody does not know who Joey Diaz is, he is a person who was never in the Sopranos, that looks like he was created by the Sopranos, he's a mafioso type of guy, you know, a really heavy Italian accent, that type of thing, and he's the home ec teacher, here we go Ben, this is so fucking crazy, the montage that I've been describing about the science teacher, about this, this um, you know, old history teacher, it goes into this home ec class, and you get Joey Diaz going, Yeah, I'm your teacher for home ec. I'm a home economics teacher. Uh, witsek told me that I need to choose a name that's different from my own, but feels like me. So I guess, uh, I guess I'm a uh, uh, fucking, fucking... And he writes fucking on the board in chalk. He writes fucking F-U-K-E-N, fucking. And he goes, I'm fucking, uh, I'm fucking uh, Frankie, Frankie. uh, It's one of the first people I ever shot. Frankie, I'm fucking Frankie. The uh, I need a last name. I'm fucking Frankie the teach. And he writes on the board, fucking Frankie the teach. And he spells teach, T-E-E-C-H. And he writes and he goes, I'm fucking Frankie the Teach. Any of you got any fucking problems with that? I'm going to shoot you in the head. I'm going to fucking blast your temple out. Anybody got any questions? It cuts to the kids who are, are our main kids, like the, a few of our main kids and a bunch of other kids that look a lot older than our main kids. Because I think they had some really big problems with like child labor laws or something in this movie. But he goes, I'm fucking Frankie the Teach. You got a problem with that? I'll blow your fucking temple out. Cuts the kids just staring at him. He goes, okay, good. Now, who knows shit about Eggs. We're doing eggs today and
1: it is the fucking funniest thing I've ever fucking seen. Welcome to Home Mac. You know, cooking and shit. Relocation said I should find a name that would be simple for you guys to remember. So what's a good name guys? Uh fucking Uh Frank That's the first guy I ever shot. I shot him right in the fucking head. Frankie the Teach. That's me. Now, there's 30 use and one of me's. I ain't got time to learn all your little fucking names. But when I ask you a question, I want that fucking question answered. You, you understand me? And what you're learning here fucking stays in here, little cocksuckers. All right? Kabish? Good. Who's hungry?
0: Like, I, I'm, I'm, like, I, I, at this moment, like, I paused, and I'm, like, looking at Letterboxd. Only, like, 20 people have reviewed this on Letterboxd. This is an unknown movie. And people are like, this is garbage. This is useless. This is so fucking stupid. It's not funny. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Ben, just the idea. I want to do this in my own classroom now. I want to go, I'm fucking, uh, I'm fucking Frankie the Teach. Anybody get problems with that? Shut up! I'm fucking Frankie the Teach, dude. It is amazing. <laughs>
1: um, well, Joey Diaz is a, a comedian, so yes, it's yes, not surprising that, that he uh, he was given a role like that. But that is fucking hilarious. It is so
0: good, and he comes back later. He comes back later when uh, when Roland um, starts learning how to cook, and uh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But okay, I had to highlight this fucking teacher montage because it is literally legitimately one of the funniest things i've ever seen like like i do not understand well i kind of do because it's it's a it's a lost movie like nobody seems to know about this movie like i don't understand maybe we should be the ones to start it like when i say we i mean cinemodities this is this should be a meme like this dude saying like i'm fucking frankie the Teach. you got a problem i'll blow your temple out today we're talking about eggs like that should be a fucking meme man like there's no reason that this should not be on the internet at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, okay. So, of course, um, you know, those are some moments I wanted to highlight. Uh, just thinking through the movie, here's the, the premise. Of course, the kids love Stacy's mom. She's an older woman. She's, she's beautiful. Brittany Powell is beautiful. She, I mean, she's got everything going for her. And they really sex her up in this movie. Nothing, no problem with that. The only thing is that Stacy, the actual girl that is their own age, she is totally into Tommy. Like, that is kind of the conceit of this movie, is that Stacy and Tommy like each other, but Tommy's so blinded by, you know, him loving the older woman and going through puberty that he doesn't really see that Stacy, um, you know, likes him. And I have to say, it's kind of cute. There's some moments with these kids that are really kind of cute and fun. And, you know, you have this whole thing of, like, I'm, um, like, watching it, you know, as a 29-year-old man, you know, I'm watching this stuff, and it's like, Tommy, get it. Like Tommy, she's telling you she likes you. You're like stop pining over her mom, you know, clearly that type of thing. And and, and a lot of it is kind of cute. It's kind of fun, you know, that type of thing. But okay. Because these four friends are so into Stacy's mom, they need some help. They don't really know how to deal with um with women. Period. They don't really think of Stacy's mom as an older woman. They think of all women as the same. And which is once again Normal. I think that's what everybody has gone. Every straight man, or any ma- not straight. I'm sorry. Any man who's ever gone through puberty, whether you, whoever you're into, you've gone through this stuff. You see older people, and you're attracted to them. That's fine. This movie is touching on fine and easy and normal topics. I I'm, I just keep saying that because I, you know, I want to just make sure that yes, it is a filthy movie, but at least they're touching on something normal. So they have issues with this. They go to their sex ed teacher. And this is where Ben knows some of the story. They go to their sex ed teacher, their seventh grade sexual education teacher, who is played by none other than Principal Belding from Saved by the Bell. And so he is out of this world. I didn't mention him in the uh, previous montage of teaching, but um, when we get his point in the montage, um, he literally, there is a cut to him going, Hey, kids, who likes pussy? You know, that type of thing. All right, guys, let's face it.
1: What is it that we all want? Pussy, right?
0: (laughs) There is a scene when Tommy goes to him for questions about how to deal with women. That, you know, that's a scene in this movie. Tommy is like, I'm so confused. Like, I don't know. How do I tell if a woman likes me or not? How do I make sure, you know, we're, we're dealing with this? Very common questions. In this scene, it starts with an establishing, establishing shot of the opening of the front of the classroom, I should say. Principal Belding, uh, Mr. Wood, Professor Wood, as he <laughs> is called in this movie. He is spraying whipped cream on a blow-up doll. He is spraying whipped cream on the tits and pussy of a blow-up sex doll. That is literally the establishing of this. And then Tommy comes into the room, and he goes, Oh, hey, Tommy, please come on in. I'm just preparing for next period. Oh, my God. (laughs) And there is a shot. Before I keep talking about what goes on in the scene, there is a shot of the mise-en-scene, the set dressing Of this 7th grade classroom. And this is what I snapchatted people at 3 in the morning. Which Ben was like, I need to call Rob. Clearly Rob is having an aneurysm if he's talking about this movie. In the background, on the whiteboard of this 7th grade health class. I want to make that clear. 7th grade. There is a picture of the shocker. You know, two two in the pink, one in the stink. Like the hand motion for the shocker, oh, uh, okay. that yeah. is on that is on the whiteboard. There is also a a door hanger. You know, you know when you go to a hotel and you put the thing on the door that says like "Do not disturb." I think that's yeah. called a door hanger. I, maybe I'm getting it wrong. There is a door hanger on the whiteboard that says "Do not come in. We're doing illegal stuff." <laughs> There is a poster that I cannot make out because it's out of focus, but it says something about how abstinence is for losers. And most importantly, there is quite possibly my favorite sign of all time. It is fashioned like a traffic sign. And at the top in red letters, it says warning. And the rest of the sign says, and I quote, in this space, sexual harassment will not be reported it will be graded ben Uh. fuck me this is dirty and filthy but i could not stop laughing there's a reason that when you called me i had to say this to you again and you were like yeah rob i know i just saw it in your snapchat i i could not stop laughing for maybe 90 minutes after reading this this is The epitome of Rob humor. Yes, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying... I'm not, like, reporting or purporting sexual harassment. But are you fucking kidding me that this sign exists? This is crazy to me. And I fucking love it, man.
2: (laughs) I... I'm just... Ben's torn. Ben's
0: torn. Everybody should be torn. I'm I'm the one. I'm like, Ben, I got to talk to you about this movie. And he's like, okay, Rob, dig yourself your own grave, you know?
1: (laughs) I'm just... I'm just kind of curious what the rubric looks like for grading sexual harassment, I guess.
0: Oh my god, I knew... Ben, thank you. Just like in Spider-Man No Way Home, with Portal Dynamics, dude, you're asking the real questions. <laughs> how, how the fuck do you grade sexual harassment? Is it how harassing it is? Is it how, like, successful it is? Wh- that's the, wh- what? Wh- I mean, I'm baffled by this, man.
1: <laughs> I mean... If it, what if it's just like, if it's just normal harassment, is it going to be like an F because it's not sexual enough? <laughs> you know, I just, I'm curious.
0: I'm curious too. So, so yes, it, when, when I, I paused that, I sent the Snapchat to people because I was like, I need to tell my friends about this. This is fucking insane, you know? And even I reached out to LaShawn, I was like, LaShawn, remember we watched this back in the day? And he was like. No, rob I, I put a lot of that out of my brain i don't want to think about this you know <laughs> and that type of thing. Uh, which is good on him he uh he probably needs that more uh more than we do uh with his his uh everybody check out lj's garage it's great they uh, they get a lot more viewers than we do talking about cars anyway um the reason that tommy's there like i said is because he wants to talk to his sex ed teacher about you know um how to how to meet girls and, and just the the science of women the sex ed teacher Uh, Once again, Principal Belting from Saved by the Bell. Um, He misinterprets this. Maybe not misinterprets. Um, The end of this scene is this sex ed teacher giving his seventh grade student a box of pornography DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Once again, filthy as hell, man. Okay, so Tommy takes this box of DVDs. Goes to his friends in his treehouse, the, the main four friends I've been talking about, and they're like, well, this is – these are the things. I, I think there's actually a line where Tommy says that's like, you know, our sex ed teacher, Mr. Wood, Professor Wood, like I told you. Professor Wood says it's like if we watch these, we're going to learn how to get women. And um, they uh, they decide to put on one of the DVDs. Um, for no, re- they just kind of pick it out at random. You know, I don't think there's any like talk about what the title is or anything. Um, the- and they play this DVD in their treehouse. You know, Tommy apparently has a treehouse with electricity and stuff like that. Uh, they they put this DVD on, and I am not kidding you. It is rough pornography, like rough hardcore. Like you see penetration in this movie pornography, like, and it is so rough. It's kind of uncomfortable. Because, I mean, Ben, don't get me wrong. Once again, you know, talking about how horny we were as 7th graders, at the same time, I, I don't know if you want to put this forward. I've seen some really weird stuff on the internet. I've seen some really, really uncomfortable pornography. I even said it on Cinemagraph before. Yes, I, I, I have seen, like, people fucking while rock climbing and that type of stuff. And it's, it's, it's weird. This is a whole different level. Like, it is painful to watch. And we get to see... 12-year-old kids watch it, and it's filthy, and I have to say it's also hilarious at the same time <laughs> because you get, like, full-on, like, this dude in the pornography that we watch is shaking her, like, throwing her, like, banging her head against the like the floor and stuff like that. Like, it oh, is God. uncomfortable, and there's a scene where we actually see this. there's a whole scream, and, like, the kids, like, watch when the guy, like, orgasms, and they're like, what? You know, and they have this whole reaction. It is so weird. But the movie doesn't really play on that. It's played for a joke, which I want to make clear to everybody, it's played for a joke. The important thing about this scene is that this is the moment where our four kids start to realize that they need to do something... They need to act in a certain way or change their, themselves to get women. And what I mean by this is that, um, you know, Tommy, from what he sees in these porn videos, and, and he's like, I need to start working. He's like, I need to make money to win women over. Uh, Juan, the short, nerdy kid, he's like, I need to act cooler to, be, to win women over. The chubby kid is like, I need to work out to win women over. And uh, Roland, um, the one who wakes up with a beard every, every morning, uh, he's the one who's like, I need to get more in touch with my feminine side. So Roland starts to cook more and stuff like that. And okay. so th- there's a point in this movie, this is where it kind of lulls when it's not really too funny. It's actually like a normal movie, which, um, you know, sorry, everybody, it turns into a normal movie for 20 minutes. But it's like they're all trying to better themselves so they can win over Stacy's mom and And this happens, and and they we get a montage of like um, you know all this stuff happening. Um, the reason I brought up Uncle Dick earlier, the chubby kid, I think Mikey, he starts working with uncle dick to to you know burn his fat and stuff like that. Uh, Roland works with his brother to learn how to cook and things of that nature. Uh, Tommy you know starts to mow lawns and stuff like that to uh, to earn some money and um it's it's kind of fun once again this there's are charming points to this movie but but they do this, and they do this in the sense of trying to win Stacy's mom over and when this comes to a head there's a scene in the school parking lot that is undeniably baffling and I'm not saying this because of what happens in the story I'm saying this because of what happens in terms of cinematography so there's a shot in this movie When, you know, we get a a wide shot. Like, it's a whole wide shot of a school parking lot, which we've seen earlier in the movie. It's the parking lot for the school that everybody is going to, that all these kids go to, uh, the four main kids and Stacy. And when this wide shot starts, a car pulls up. You know, there's other people there. There's kids, like, drawing, doing chalk drawings, whoever, whatever. And this car pulls up. You know, Stacy gets out, and she's like, Bye, Mom. Thanks for giving me a ride, that type of thing. And as she starts walking towards the camera... Stacy's mom comes down. She goes, oh, Stacy, don't forget your lunch, that type of thing. It's it's the most normal thing you could ever expect. But as they start to walk towards the camera, it switches. It switches from a wide shot to a close-up. And in the wide shot, where you could clearly tell that this was literally filmed on on set, like this was them actually filming in a real space, the the close-up turns into our actors in front of a green screen they green screen the school parking lot and it goes on for a solid 15 minutes like when cuz Stacy's Stacy and Stacy's mom are, are now you know in front of a green screen talking about how oh don't forget your lunch that type of thing Tommy comes up Juan comes up like we get all our main characters come in and it is so clear that they are standing in front of a green screen Of the place they previously filmed in reality. And it is fucking baffling, Ben. I don't understand. Like, I don't know how they lost this space to film in. Uh, Clearly, it has to be reshoots or something that they were like, oh, fuck. We can't, like, film here again for whatever reason, which I'm confused about. So we're going to green screen a still image that we've previously shot on. They don't do any work to try and change the shading, the lighting. It is clear that our actors are standing in front of a green screen of a still fucking image of a school parking lot. It fucking blew my mind, Ben. I couldn't even Snapchat it to people because I was losing my mind so much. It is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. But then, hear me out. The 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 scene continues. This is when all of our main kids come together and they start to, once again, hit on Stacy's mom. So, like, Tommy is the one going, like, yeah, I'm being self-sustaining. I think that's important for a man to, you know, be able to provide for his woman, you know? And it's like, shut the fuck up, kid. You're mowing lawns, you know? But, once again, very normal. What a seven-year-old, sorry, seventh grader would think, that type of thing. You got Roland comes up and he's in touch with his feminine side and he brings Brittany's, sorry, Stacy's mom flowers And, you know, he's saying, like, oh, you're so beautiful. I wanted to give you flowers. That's actually, once again, a really great joke where he's like, I bought roses for the most beautiful girl at school. And Stacy's like, oh, thank you. And he goes, nope, it's for your mom, bitch. You know, that type of thing. (laughs) Um, Roland shows up in, like, a low-riding, like, gangster car. Like, he has the whole, like, you know cholo type of thing going on and he's he's fighting with the others and he's he has the uh the fucking you know button down shirt but only the top button is buttoned that type of thing um and then of course um the uh mikey the the chubby kid he shows up and he's like yeah i jog everywhere i jog to school and we get this scene of them like trying to you know show off their assets to stacy's mom and stacy is stacy's mom is just like what the fuck are you kids doing? Like, shouldn't you be, like, attracted to my daughter? <laughs> that type of thing. And right. she just she just kind of writes it off. This is when we get the big fucking twist of this movie. Dude, it's like M. Night Shyamalan level of twist. After this scene... All four kids get in this big fight. They're like, why are you do it?" They're like, how? Like, fuck you. Like, I, I, like, Stacy's mom likes me. You know, the perfunctory thing of, like, don't fight over the women. That, like, losing their friendship because they're fighting over a girl. Like, very much, right. like I said, perfunctory. And they're just like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, you can't do this. It's like, no, I'm better. I'm losing weight. I'm better than you. You can't just fucking show up and, and bring roses, that type of stuff. They have a big fight. And they go to the sex ed teacher, of course. They go to the sex ed teacher and they say like, so, "Oh, you fucked us up! Like this didn't work at all! Like what you told us to do for women didn't work." And 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 Principal Belding, you know, Professor Wood in this movie is like, "Oh God!" Like he's like, "Calm down, guys." He's like, "Who?" And he actually asks the real question of that an adult should ask. He goes, "Who are you arguing over?" Because there's a point when Tommy's like, "You know, if I don't get her, someone else will." And and he's like, "Who?" Because there is a thing in the movie where um, um Stacy's mom is dating one of the other teachers at the at the school. Oh my God! I, she's dating the music teacher. The music teacher. His name is Alfred Von Bob. <laughs> and there's a scene where he's like, "I'm Alfred Von Bob," you know that type of thing. It's fucking oh great. It's, it, it's it's so
2: stupid. It's so funny. But welcome class to Intro to Music. My name is Professor Alfred Von Bob and I'll be your teacher for this semester. Although you can think of me more of a musician, really.
0: Can't believe this shit. I we got to listen to this
2: douche for a whole semester. And i tell you, if I do like that, and let someone like Stacy's mom, then we ain't going to have any trouble. Now, I take music very seriously. And as long as you're in this classroom, so must you. Who the hell does
1: this guy think
0: he is? Principal Belding is like you know well what who are you guys fighting over like you and he's starting to say he's like you you guys shouldn't be fighting over a woman like you guys are good friends like you have all your life to get women and stuff like that and so um they they bring Principal Belding outside and they go her for some reason Stacy's mom is still at the school who fucking knows why you know because the script says it has to happen and and they are they go it's her we're fighting over her and Principal Belding's like oh I get it. I get why you're pining over this beautiful woman. But it turns out, this is when it is revealed in the movie, which the kids ignore, because more plot has to happen. Stacy's mom is a former porn star who worked under Principal Belding, and he has a box of DVDs of her fucking on camera. And he tries to tell the kids this, and they don't listen to him. Because they're, so, they're like, no, you didn't help us. And, and li- there's literally a moment where he goes, she's a porn, and gets cut off. Because they're like, don't, stop talking to us. You were not helpful, that type of thing. Oh, god.
1: All and right. so
0: the movie, like as, an, as anybody who has ears can realize that he was about to say, she's a porn star. The movie keeps going because the kids are like, you, you fucked us. Don't, you're not trying to help us. You're giving us bad advice.
1: Well, hey, guys, what's up? Those videos didn't help us out too much. Really? Well, I enjoyed them. Of course, I guess it was better being on the set. Ladies ain't bright man. Come on, you guys are the talk of the school. I just heard two girls giggling over you three in the halls. Giggling? It's a good thing. Look, maybe you guys are shooting too high. There's plenty of terrific young women who go for you. Girls, plenty of young girls we're not interested in. Who is this Wonder Woman? her this is who you've been pining over now you get it more than you know you guys might be biting off more than you can chew what are you talking about guys i know her yeah everyone knows her this is who's dating von bob right yeah the bastard he's probably seen her naked well yeah who hasn't (laughs) you're not helping one what you just want to see her naked well among other things do you guys care about this woman at all do you have any respect for her Or is this just your prime pick for your first sexual encounter? It's much more than that. Really? What's her favorite color? Her favorite food? Movie? Book? Do you guys know anything about her at all? Look, if this is just an opportunity to satisfy your hormonal urges, I can help with that. She and I have worked together. We don't need a life lesson, Harry. We just, we need her. We want her. That's what I'm trying to say, guys. She's a former... Look, man, if you're not going to help us, then we're walking off. We have no time for this. We got to stop Bob. Bon. Why? Bob's not such a bad guy once you get to know him. Look, just be gracious losers. Losers? Oh, I don't mean that you're losers. We know what you meant. Let's get out of here, guys.
0: So the kids keep going down their rabbit hole of, you know... Like uh, being more gangster, being more weight loss, that type of thing. There, there is actually a moment where the Juan, who is p- pretending to be like gangsterish, he gets a uh, he gets his comeuppance, and there's a whole scene with like him in a bathroom stall and Tommy saying like, Juan, I liked you better when you were real, you know, that type of thing. And he, he he gets his own girlfriend at the end. But the climax of the movie, the third act, is when they go to prom. They go to dance night. I don't think they call it prom, but they go to dance night. Um, actually, in a really cute twist, Stacy and her friends ask the guys out to prom because the guys are so fucking lost in their infatuation for Stacy's mom that the girls need to say, hey, we have clearly been attracted to you. We want to go and dance and kiss you, you know, seventh grade stuff. Will you go to dance with us? And they do, and which is, which is very cute. It's a, there's a lot of cuteness in this movie, unfortunately. But they go to prom. Here's the thing. At prom... At the dance, fucking Frankie the Teach spikes the punch with booze. (laughs) So we see seventh graders drunk off their face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is a scene where the chubby kid Mikey, I believe who um, he, one of the one of the friends you know he goes to prom with he's dancing with, she gets drunk. There's actually a really funny scene when they, they get off they get off the dance floor Mikey and um, and his his girlfriend or his, his date or whatever, they kind of like get off the dance floor and and uh, they go to the punch bowl and the girl is standing in front of the punch bowl and she goes punch and Mikey goes, yeah, you can have some, and looks at Stacy's mom, and then the girl is like, oh, like I thought you were gonna pour it for me. And it's it's kind of fucking like the most big dick energy move I've ever seen. <laughs> where the girl is like, punch, and he goes, Yeah, you can have some and looks away. And I'm like, oh fuck me. Like, I don't think this kid knew what he was doing, but like that's a Big dick energy move right there. <laughs> and so the girl pours herself punch. And this is right after, you know, it's been spiked with alcohol. Uh, uh, Mikey says, like, no, I don't want any. I'm watching my weight. You know, he's the weight loss kind of guy at this point in the movie. So he doesn't want to drink any punch. But then there's scenes later when, you know, him and the girl are dancing and the girl is acting. Of course, it's, a, it's like a 14-year-old girl. So I hope she wasn't actually drunk, you know. But, like, she is, she is doing full-on slosh type of thing.
2: I just see
0: around school, the way you hand yourself, it's
2: hot. You're a real man.
0: Like, she's like, I, I've always liked you, and guess what, I wear my own makeup, uh," you know, and that type of stuff. And she's trying to kiss this kid, and the kid's, like, ignoring her to look at Stacy's mom. It's fucking hilarious! It's so filthy and so dirty, but it's fucking funny as shit, man. And... And there, it comes to a head when, um, you know, Stacy's mom shows up at the, at the dance because she is dating Alfred von Bob, the music teacher who is uh, one of the chaperones. And um, we get a whole thing. Uh, it's actually a really touching scene when Stacy and Tommy, Stacy, of course is the one who has been looking, pining over Tommy the whole time and they're mm-hmm. dancing and we get an actually great scene. Like it's, it it might be, like, the most amazing scene in a kid's movie I've ever watched where Stacy starts to talk to Tommy while they're dancing. Like, it's a slow dance. When her mom shows up and she's like, oh, my God, I really don't like my mom. Like, I don't get it. Like, every single time my mom's around, everybody pays attention to her more than me. And she's like, I really just want somebody to focus on me. She's like, I don't get why people folk. Like, she clearly does not know her mom's a porn star. She doesn't get, like, the feminine... Or, or you know the male urge to look at people like that, and she is so heartfelt. And she's like, "I really don't get it. I just want somebody to pay attention to me for once." And I don't know what I have to do to that. And she's like, and you get the sense that she's almost like, "Do I have to show my tits to get males' attention?" Like it is, it is actually like really heartfelt in the sense that it, she's like, "Am I going to have to debase myself to get men's attention?" Oh God. What?
2: My mom's here. She is. She's always around. I can never get away from her. Guys are always hitting on her, paying more attention to her than me. Tommy, are you listening?
1: Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I I hate
0: Mexicans too. And it's heartbreaking because Tommy is like, yeah, yeah, shut up, bitch. I'm going to go talk to your mom. And I'm oh like, God. oh, no. And and there's a whole thing when Tommy's like, give me one second. And she just, he just leaves her. And she, like, throws her hands up and she walks off the dance floor. And I'm like, oh, my God. I feel so bad for this girl. Like, it is fucking rough, dude. Could you imagine, like, just, you know, not being in that situation, not being Tommy, but could you imagine, like, someone saying, I don't get why whenever my mom's in the room, Everybody pays attention to her. Could you? I was like, that—that that is an existential level of thought that I don't think has ever been covered in a movie before. And this movie starts to touch on it. It's fucking wild, man. <laughs>
1: that that sounds—that sounds pretty. Geek. That sounds yeah. Like some Chip, like she does Like have to go to therapy and stuff about it. But
0: but the movie doesn't care about this. Uh, of course, Tommy goes, and and you know we get we get a whole scene where at the dance, you know, Tommy's like, oh you know, Stacy's mom, can I dance with you? But then the other guys come over and they're like, you trying to horn in on my girl, that type of thing. And they're all fighting over this adult woman. But at prom, at the dance, Alfred Von Bob gets on stage and he proposes to Stacy's mom, who at that point we learn her name is Roberta Hendricks. <laughs> there's okay. a, there's a actually a really funny scene when he's like, Roberta, will you come on stage? And the kids are like, Roberta? <laughs> you know, that type of thing? And and he proposes to her, and she accepts. And all the guys... Go- there's, there's another moment, like a, a funny joke moment, when uh, she goes, yes, I will marry you! And all the four kids at once go, what?! You know, like they scream out in the gym, that type of thing. And they go, oh, oh no, sorry, okay, Con- congratulations.
1: Please tell me, at least let your balls drop before you start judging manhood. Yeah, you let your weight drop before you think that she'll ever be attracted to you. Guys... Stop acting like children. I don't know what you think is going on here, but clearly,
2: you are mistaken. Um, good evening, students, parents, and faculty. Welcome to uh, Nadler Junior High's Natty Hawkins Annual Ball. I-, I do hope that you're all enjoying yourselves. My name is Professor Alfred von Bob, and I'm the music teacher here. Um, one of the first classes that I normally teach is on how to avoid stage fright, nervousness, anxiety, and, um, I've never been more nervous in my entire life. I've spent the last several months with an extraordinary woman who continually amazes and inspires me. Um, Roberta, would you come up here, please?
1: roberta
2: Um... I love you, Roberta, with all my heart.
1: What the hell does he think he's doing?
2: Roberta Huckleston, will you marry me?
1: Yes, of course, I'll marry you. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, congratulations. Mazel <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Damn, he goes he's crying about something.
0: And then they do the, the thing of, like, the end of American Pie, if you remember, like, when, when all four are down their luck, they go outside and they sit on the stoop and they're just like, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Like, we lost her, you know? It's like, how do we, how do we come back from this? Like, clearly she, she likes the music teacher more than us. And while they're down on our luck, the sex ed teacher comes out. And he goes, kids, I know what you're feeling, man, but do you really love this woman or did you just like her body? And the kids are like, well, what do you mean? We don't really know the difference, you know? And it gets at that idea of, the like, horniness versus love. And, it's, and Principal Belding, you know, the sex ed teacher, is like, well, you know, if you just want to see you're naked, I got that for you. And he gives them a box of her porn DVDs. And the kids watch them, and they get over their infatuation for this woman because now they've seen her getting fucked. And the end of the movie is them recon- reconciling. All four kids are like, oh, man, yeah, we, we really started to hate each other, but we shouldn't have, you know. It was all all said and done. But, man, at least we got to see her tits, you know, that type of thing. And it ends – uh, it tries to end on a happy note where, you know, Juan – Juan meets a girl at prom night, you know, uh, Maria, I think, who we haven't seen earlier, but uh, uh, he meets her, so Juan gets somebody, and he's like, Hey, Roland and uh, and Mikey, you want me to see if she has any friends to hook you up with? Um, Tommy, you know, gets together with Stacy, or at least is, like, trying to actually talk to Stacy in a, in a real way. But literally, the end of the movie is them going, Man, I got my sperm out because I saw the woman naked. It is the weirdest fucking thing, Ben, man. That's the end of Stacy's mom. I'm so glad you let me rant at you about this. I recommend everybody should watch this. It's free on Tubi. Tubi is actually way better with ads than I think anybody's ever fucking told me. I mean, if you watch like a 90-minute movie on Tubi, you're looking at 90 seconds of ads. Like, it's it's almost like stupid how little ads there are on Tubi. Um, and this is the only place this is airing. Everybody, go watch Stacy's mom. It's dirty. It's offensive. It's filthy. But I fucking could not stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> i mean me. th- th- yeah I'll, thank I'll, you I'll... thank you for letting me rant at you about this this movie fucking like changed my life yeah
1: <laughs> i'll probably watch it um i might have to think of some rebuilt excuses so i can explain what's on the tv when when i'm asked <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Ben, here here's
0: the thing for ben and for uh you know our cinema audience if you if you're listening to this uh just say rob rob recommended this put all the blame on me i will accept the blame wholeheartedly
1: (laughs) right on that's uh
0: nice dude i think i'm probably forgetting a lot of it but i explained a good bit of detail but oh my god this movie is fucking out of this world man out of this world fuck everybody on letterboxd who says this is garbage this is not garbage It, uh, it it resonated with me like um but you, I think, Ben, you've gotten a tattoo before. You know, like, the feeling of the tattoo needle? It's not like... It is painful, but it's not, like, bad painful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, when I got a... I, my tattoo's on my ankle, my left ankle, and, you know, so I was, like, right on the bone. I didn't think it was painful. I thought it was, like, a good resonance of pain. Maybe the same thing, it's like, if anybody's ever vacuumed before, and you hum at, like, a very similar frequency, maybe you're, like, one or two tones flatter, or sharp of the vacuum, and it kind of resonates in your ears... Like it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel bad. That's how this movie came off to me. Like okay. it, it's it's problematic, but it resonates in a weird way if that makes sense.
1: Uh yeah, all right. Yeah, I understand.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ben. I that that went a, a little longer than I thought it was going to go, um, but I'm I'm glad you let me rant. <laughs>
2: I'm always here, sit the more I remember, the
1: more of more
2: They to play? Ready shit off Ready to play? Ready to play? Ready to play? my to Oh, Ready to play? Ready to Oh Ready to oh, Ready to play? sees my rights mom sees it nah rights mom sees rights